Yeah, okay, so we don't have a bit. Um, we... <laughs> the bit was gonna be that we don't have a bit. But then... We didn't hit record at the same time, so now we double don't have a bit. Uh, um... um should the bit be me reading this uh, Italian Cabal Coffers Magic the Gathering card that I just got? It's it's a sure. it's a card that is like essential if you're playing mono black, but it's only been printed in a couple sets and it's really good and old, and so English copies of it go for minimum fifty dollars, um, upwards of usually like seventy eighty is what I'm seeing up to like 100 120 if it's foil maybe um damn so i i got an italian one for 40 bucks which is still kind of pricey but at least it's not as bad um and uh, yeah it's okay uh yeah sure let's horribly butcher wait hmm? if you read it though you have to put the <laughs> you have to put the pizza thing behind it and i have to do it in a mario voice yeah obviously okay so with apologies to any italian people um all right here's this card it's kabbalakafas or you know in my language scrigni della kabbala uh i i pay two and i tap it and then i i um i go in a a youngie Oh man, how do I play that <laughs> word? I don't even know. Um, a black mana, a la tua reserva, di mana per ogni peludice controlli. Which means uh, I, I get uh, black for every swamp that I have. Which is quite good. It's quite good. Um, also, there's some flavor text. Nel cuore del fuzieri. Della cabala, il marari posava come una stella morta, e la sua oscurita il diava otaria. I don't even remember what the, that means. Something about the marari posing in the coffers of the cabal, which is a. Uh, it's a gang, it's a long story. But, uh. It's a good card, yes? Wahoo! <laughs> 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 yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I really. I wonder if there's any Italian in Elisa's voice because I felt like I was dipping into that time. It, it parts in that. It's weird. Well, I, I think it was mostly just the the dragging out of the vowels, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and the pitch, just like pitching up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've had a few oh, more sessions of that camp, the newer campaign with Elisa, but it's, I don't know, it's it's confusing, and I feel like it, like, I'll keep playing it, but it's just, it it's probably not going to be something that I really keep in the Elisa canon of stories. <sighs> Sorry. we went to the continent, like, the desert continent where all the snake people are supposed to be, but it looks like they're probably all dead, because they got sacrificed in a ritual to make a philosopher's stone, so... Oops. Oh. Um, my long-term goal now is uh, when we get to the like hub of all worlds or whatever, because I joined the campaign late and they're getting into in-game content. When we get to the big tower world between worlds thing, I'm going to try to find a portal to another world and just go there and I'll be a god there and I'll make some new Yuan-Ti, you know, better Yuan-Ti nice. 
with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> Find a world with just mouse people. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll just we'll make a new terrorize. world and rule it. Because, yeah, right now, Elisa yeah. is basically the dominant presence in Marini's body, because I haven't really... I Like, I'm, I'm keeping track of what both characters are thinking, but there's so much else going on that it just doesn't feel appropriate for me to be flipping characters, so... I'm mostly just responding to things as Elisa and keeping track of, oh yeah, Marini is horribly distraught now that everyone she ever knew is probably dead. Like, Elisa just, it, it's inconvenient for Elisa that all of her people are dead. Uh, but Marini's actually a good person who cares about people, so she is devastated right now. <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty heavy. Um, yeah. What? Yeah, because she's only what? been gone from where she, her village or whatever, for like a month. And we just got back to this continent and found it covered in like a hell fog that was like disrupting any ability to just cast magic so that was annoying and then we get out of the fog and it just seems like every village we go to everyone there is gone and there's just like burnt footprints on the ground from where they were so um, I mean I'll get confirmation next session I'm going to use scrying to go check on her village but I'm pretty sure they're dead She'll she'll be so distressed that she'll be the Hulk and uh, mm. Eliza will be the Banner. Yeah, I'm. Mean, oh yeah, because she is like Eliza isn't actually leveling up because I had her enter over leveled compared. Like she's she was level thirteen in the last campaign, and the party in this campaign when I joined it was level nine and now they're up to level eleven. So Marini's been leveling up in the background. So. Maybe by the time we get to the big end game, Marini will be leveled higher than Elisa and can come out and, you know, I'd say get her revenge, but she's she's not really looking for revenge. She's just looking to, you know, either save all the souls that were sacrificed or, you know, do something for them and then try to find a new, safer world. Which Elisa's on board with because that new, safer world is the one where she gets to be a god. And, and just right. rebuild everything in her own image. She's got too many dead people in this world. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got dead people, but there's a <laughs> lot of them in this world. It's... <laughs> I guess, like, as a campaign, it was meant to be, like, a challenging survival. Like, this world is violent and fucked. And it's, like, yeah, it's not... I don't know, it's not really my kind of thing, but... I mean, I'll, I'll keep so, playing it. Like, they're, they're already talking about the next two campaigns they're going to do, and both of those sound more interesting than this one, so... That sounds pr like a realistic world. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, everybody there is into anime, so it's very anime-inspired <laughs> in the level of stakes that things get to. How many Gokus are there? Um... In our party, one. For the villains, at least a couple. There's <laughs> at least a couple Goku-level people. That's almost as many Gokus as in actual Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, the next campaign I'm playing... The next one, it sounded more like... Just kind of like you're, you're a group of mercenaries doing jobs. So I'm going to be a Goliath because I looked up... I, I was looking through Volo's Guide on other species. 
and the Goliaths seem fun. Like they're um, they're like big people, and they I guess they're like not really competitive, but they just um, like they like a challenge, I guess. You know, and so as a result, they tend to die young. But also, they like they look at other civilizations and think that people are being stupid if they're like. Like, if people are in roles that are unsuited for them, they think that's dumb. Like, if a leader is a bad leader, then they're like, why are you even bothering to be a leader? And why is anybody following you? Because you're terrible. And they're very vocal about that. Like, they will, you know, tell everyone that they think their culture is stupid. <laughs> that sounds like fun to play. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that sounds kind of like Drax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually, I think, yeah, because Drax is very much... Because I think in Volo's Guide it says that the Goliath don't understand metaphors. And they don't understand, like, figurative speech. <laughs> so. so I don't know so which came first. If, if Drax was... If, if it's just a coincidence or what, that there's so many similarities between the Goliath race and Drax in the movie. I, I have no idea about... Dra- Drax's history, so I have. Like Drax in the comics he's... doesn't have all the quirks he does in the movie. He's yeah, just like I, I, a I tough figure guy, that's I that's what I mean. Like I, I don't I don't know where the like very literal version of Drax comes in, or if it's just in the movies or what. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure either James Gunn or um, Batista probably nerdy enough to have played some D and D. <laughs> I I think James Gunn has probably uh, DM'd uh, several times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I'm playing that in that campaign, and then in the next campaign after, I'm going to be playing a Merfolk pirate because I thought it would be fun to be a fish pirate. Um, which I guess is going to play out in interesting ways because there's like a reputation system of like becoming famous or becoming infamous so I've got a head start on becoming infamous by being a pirate with a bad reputation um, only problem is that means that ship. the law is going to be yeah like the law is going to be against me from the start so I'll have to watch out for that that's fine you, you just um, wait will you be speaking in full like pirate lingo um prob- somewhat like, I'll try to work it in, but um, since I'm a fish person, like Merfolk, I'm probably going to go for... Uh, oh man, did I? I don't know, I'm still working out the voice. Hmm. Look, I know I had something a couple days ago, but my brain's kind of dead right now. Yeah, my mine too. <laughs> I, I just woke up from a nap I was not supposed to take. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, but but that campaign's uh, not going to happen for probably at least another year, depending how long the other two take, so... <clears throat> so, it's kind of strange planning it out this far ahead. I don't think I've ever planned anything a year ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Um, should we move into the main topic of this episode? But? Um, well, I guess we can raid all the butts in Iron Man. Um, there's not that many. Hmm. They do have that one sex scene, but there's not a lot of butt shots in it. No, it's it's a side view, so there's no real uh, butt action there. Yeah. Um, the butt on the Iron Man suit is pretty firm, though. Yep. Yeah, it's so. buns of steel. <laughs> Why did I not think of that? Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So we so. decided, or you decided, just off the, you know, randomly, whatever. You, you decided yeah. we're gonna watch Iron Man. So we watched Iron Man, and I was going to watch Iron Man Two, Avengers, Iron Man Three, Avengers Two, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. But then I just didn't get around to it. And and Spider Man. Oh yeah, and Homecoming, and uh, Far From Home, because that's also an Iron Man movie. Yeah, (laughs) begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when it completes Um, the arc of William, from Iron Man one to Far From Home. Yeah, he was getting yelled at by uh, one celebrity, and now he's getting yelled at by Jake Gyllenhaal. Wasn't wasn't there a rumor that Jake Gyllenhaal was like supposed to be um, the Sam Raimi Spider Man? Um, I think there was like one point in filming of like Spider Man two or three that um, uh, shit, blanking on names. Uh, Tobey Maguire. I think I think he gotten like injured or something, and they had talked about switching him for Jake Gyllenhaal. It was either that or Jake John Hall was one of the ones who was, you know, being like almost got cast for him in the first movie. Like, yeah, I think I think he was involved in the casting at some point, and didn't get the role. Huh. I know behind the scenes everybody hated Tobey Maguire. I guess he was just kind of an asshole or something, and they like, you know, when they like smacked him in the head with the really? uh, with the backpack in that one shot for real. It, you know, it's because they just wanted to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, wait, where where were we? Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We watched Iron Man one I, to see if it still holds up, and it I, does. Spoilers, it does. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And they should make a sequel. Mm. Yeah, this should make like ten sequels, and then twenty-two even. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are just spin-offs with completely different characters. Yeah, y- and they need a talking tree and a space sequel. <laughs> they should get um, a magician mm. who does really weird things with his hands. Mm. They should, they, should, they should get Paul Rudd to just stand there and not do much. Yeah, get him to you know, get in a CGI costume so the CGI artists can make him do things. 
You know who they should get to play Captain America? That guy from Not Another Teen Movie. Mm, the one from Fantastic Four? Oh, yeah, I forgot Fantastic Four existed. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Human Torch guy. Yeah. And then he got to play a much better role. Yep. And everyone else didn't. And then he got to be in Knives Out and say shit like a dozen times in one scene. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Knives Out. Mm. <laughs> let's just yeah, that's awesome. Even, even though it's only one year, it's only one year old, so it's not just surprising that it holds up still. Yeah, because like Iron Man, the last time I watched it, I remember, I mean, I was probably in a different frame of mind where I was just, like, bored or easily distracted, so I, I kind of lost, like, I, it felt slower the last time I watched it, but this time watching it, like, no, it's still, like, the pacing's good, um, you know, it's got, like, a, yeah, but... a good amount of humor, it's not... Like, once you get to, like, Avengers and then Guardians of the Galaxy, like, I feel like both of those were turning points in the amount of humor they put in these movies. Like, the humor felt more yeah. natural in Iron Man 1. And, like, like to it almost felt like Tony, a lot of the jokes he made weren't, like, jokes that the audience are supposed to laugh at, and more, like, jokes he's making to keep calm when everything's going nuts. Or... Yeah, it, it's... Or to just, like, it, you know, like, he should feel guilty about something and he just makes a joke about it to try to take his mind off it. Yeah, like, as as much as I like a lot of Joss Whedon stuff, like, he makes characters say a lot of out-of-character things for the sake of humor sometimes. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of that has seeped so far into the MCU. Um that some of the early movies just are really refresh refreshing to watch again. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, because like like Avengers I, I, 1, I remember when it came out in theaters, and I watched it, and it's like, well, this doesn't feel like the movies that we saw, but it's fun. So, it's not brilliant, but it's, it's, it's a really fun movie. Avengers is fucking awesome, but also, it's... It, I feel like it kind of poisoned. Mm. No, well, not not poisoned. Just changed in a like they 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 took Avengers and ran with it. Yeah, and kind of made it stale. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Avengers was the first major turning point where it's like these movies are huge blockbusters and like willing to embrace their silliness a bit more, um, but also very jokey. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy a couple years later was like reinforced that, but also really set the tone of the humor. Like, you know, Avengers 1, like, they had a lot of quips, but it is very Whedon. And then Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. established, you know, like, the, the whole thing of, like, um, set up a joke, or set up a dramatic scene and undercut it with a joke. Which is like just the Marvel humor yeah. style from there forward. Yeah, but see, in Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, because pretty much every character is forcefully trying to change the subject whenever it gets serious. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's um, like a cast of like misfits and idiots. Yeah, they're 
they're trying to protect themselves from actually having to talk about um, anything real because it scares them and um, you know when you when you do that with every character then it starts getting difficult to um, maintain I guess Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like they found a formula for, like, jokes that work, and then they just kept using it for a while. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really until, like... like, Well, I guess there's moments in, like, all the movies where they let the drama actually stand, but... um, Yeah, it's more of a thing where you never know when, like, you know, somebody's gonna say some silly thing from off screen hmm. after somebody pours their heart out. You know? Yeah, like the Thor's mom telling him to eat a sandwich after, you know, they've had their heartwarming reunion. Yeah. Um, or no, eat a salad. There's a lot. That That's why that, that's why um, in Into the Spider-Verse I was so glad that they didn't do that with the mm. the <laughs> where they're all talking about their version of Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah, Spider Ham not explaining that his Uncle Ben went to a sausage factory or something. Yeah. Um, also, Lo- Loki, Loki, and Thor: The Dark World um, is is Spider Man, <laughs> basically. E- except instead of like not being responsible before, he he was just evil mm. or at least an asshole so oh yeah that yeah that was in our chat messages it wasn't on air we didn't talk about all the uncle ben's and how they died and how they get like two seconds yeah. of screen time in all these movies loki's uncle ben is a lot more impactful yeah. than uh, the actual uncle ben in the mcu yeah the actual uncle ben the actual gets uncle no ben. screen time gets like one reference he gets yeah he he gets like one mention in each movie yeah yeah no they mentioned that he was there like once and then tony stark is um tom holland's actual uncle ben because he's the one who's like mentoring him and then dies flirting with aunt may yeah (laughs) so so (laughs) uncle tony is the one who died I was just thinking <laughs> if if Spider-Man or well if Civil War um, was like Iron Man 1 um, Tony Stark and Aunt May would just be fucking in Peter's bed <laughs> mm, yeah yeah if Paramount made it instead of Disney oh god <laughs> oh man I, I, was Iron Man the the only movie made before Disney um, bought Marvel? Uh, Disney bought them while Avengers 1 was in production. So, Avengers 1 and Iron Man 3 both show the Paramount logo at the start, but they were made while Disney had bought um, Marvel. Um, okay. But, yeah, no, they... Because they had made um, Iron Man, Iron Man 2... Um, Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Captain America First Avenger uh, without Disney. Yeah. 
should we actually talk about Iron Man? <laughs> because I, I feel like we said like two things about it, and then we just kept changing subject to Spider-Man, mm. which we are um, want to do, but still. Yeah, like I'm not sure where to start. And I do like watching the movie. Remind it kind of put me back in 2008, and or I guess it would have been like 2011. Remembering that, like they, you know, like they revealed that Thor was going to get a movie and that it would be connected and it's like iron man one it feels so grounded in the presentation of it that it was just kind of mind-blowing that they would say and also there's this norse guy out in space and he's part of the same universe yeah it it's interesting because i i feel like they just gave the movies to whatever writer and director they thought would make the best that movie mm. um and then they they just threw like one or two things in to make them all fit together yeah um, yeah like the, they probably had like a loose plan for how avengers was gonna work and yeah. then when they brought joss whedon in they were probably figuring just just make it fun it doesn't matter if it entirely makes sense um yeah use these characters yeah, That's it's like we've it. got this cosmic cube, and uh, <laughs> Loki wants it, so he's going to be the villain. It'll be kind of like the first Avengers comic where they teamed up to fight him. Um, and yeah, here's the side characters from Thor. You don't have to use them, but you can. And yeah, I mean, you... even between like Iron Man one and Iron Man two, Iron Man two was more universe building, yeah. where Iron Man one was just like an yeah. origin story for this character and, and the the universe building parts of Iron Man 2 um, are pretty much the worst parts except yeah. e- except for the, the donut scene yeah I mean I, I haven't watched Iron Man 2 in a while but that's that's what I remember from last time I watched it is that mm. um, like Nick Fury really doesn't need to be there but he is. Yeah. Yeah, like, Black Widow is there because she gets hired on as a secretary, but she's mm-hmm. undercover working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then uh, kicks yeah. Happy Hogan's ass in, uh, like, a boxing match, and then, you know, turns out she's a secret agent at the end. Yeah, like, you see, that that's what I don't get. Like, why does Nick Fury even need to be in the movie if Black Widow's already there and involved? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess they'd set up Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man 1 when he, you know, says, oh, you're going to be joining the Avengers. Um, and that was weird in Iron Man 2 when he's like, eh, we're not so sure if we want you in the Avengers. Because then they just totally get him for the Avengers and the Avengers. Th- there's no question about it. Um, yeah, a, lo- a lot of a lot of character continuity when it comes to Avengers movies um, doesn't always hold over. Like like I, like Iron Man three, came out before Age of Ultron. At the end of Iron Man three, he destroys all his suits. Yeah. And then at the beginning and of Ultron, yeah, he he he's, built he's new just ones. Got a suit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He blew up all his suits and then decided, oh, actually, I want more. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. Like and in, in Iron Man three, he he destroys all the suits. Like as a symbolic gesture to Pepper, like, yeah, you're my focus now. 
Yeah. And then in Age of Ultron, she's not in the movie, and he's Iron Man again, so. Yeah, I mean, I think there was, like, a scene where it was, I don't know if it was in Age of Ultron or if it was in Civil War, where he's talking about how, you know, him being just scared of, like, threats and stuff got him to go make suits again, and he broke his promise to Pepper, and so their relationship was strained until, like, homecoming, when they, you know, worked out whatever contract with Gwyneth Paltrow to get her back in. Yeah. Yeah. See, that, that's... I don't know. That That's, like, the weakness of the MCU, is that there's a lot of different voices, and they mm. kind of have to balance that out. You know, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as, bad as Star Wars or something like that, but... Yeah, or I like mean, the DC it, movies, where they tried to base yeah. it around Zack Snyder's ideas, which are very na- Zack Snyder, and like nobody else really yeah. thinks the way Snyder does. So, yeah. By the way, I make fun of DC movies a lot, but mm. like, I don't hate Zack Snyder. Like, I, I see people hate Zack Snyder. But, I mean, he's just making the movies he wants to make. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, like, I, he was, I feel like he was definitely the wrong pick for a <clears throat> Superman movie, as a guy who has said that he doesn't like Superman. But, I mean, yeah. otherwise, like, the movies he makes are his, like, his style, I guess. Um, yeah, like, he, he tries to force... He forces the characters into his style, and that's why they don't work. And I feel like he's he's better as a visual filmmaker than um, a story writer. Like yeah. he, sh- he should probably yeah, well, have someone else writing his stories for them, so they they don't come off as like like I, I don't know. A lot of his movies, there's this sense of like like he thinks what he's saying is smarter than what he's actually saying. Yeah, well, I, it's it's not even that. It's that he he obscures the point so far with what he's saying that just none of it feels significant. Mm. Like, like he, he's like, like Batman versus Superman, having all these metaphors and stuff about like angels and demons and gods to talk about how like superheroes are like modern gods, but nothing about what they're doing really. You know, like, he doesn't define what does he mean by God, because God, like, there's so many ideas of, like, what a God is and what a God does, and it just, you know, he, he needs to focus in on, like, what the metaphor is referring to there. Yeah, like, the... It's like, he's got the imagery there, it's like, you see, like... Like the Superman Jesus thing, you know, you see Superman in front of a picture of Jesus, and it's like, oh yeah, he's like Jesus, um, and then he snaps Zod's neck, you know, like Jesus did, uh, <laughs> in his like big fight with the devil, he, he broke the devil's neck. And... Oh, and that's how he said yeah, he skipped. He skipped all the way to Revelations. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, like I see like I think the point of Man of Steel was like, oh, he's he's not a good Superman yet. 
Mm. But, I mean, he doesn't... He never actually becomes the Superman um, he's supposed to be. So what are we supposed yeah, to take away from that? Yeah, it's not so much about the Superman that we know so much as, like, what if a guy had been put in the situation that Clark Kent was... But it's coming from Zack Snyder's like yeah. very cynical view of the if if it was like a very cynical world, and somebody had the same setup scenario as Superman, except everything's cynical. Yeah. You know how yeah, like, would that end up? That like, he's still trying to help people, but also very wary of people, and people are wary of him. Yeah, like it. It's 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 basically a worse version of Iron Man, actually. Because in, in Iron Man, Tony Stark starts off as an outright terrible person. Mm. And then he goes to the character development cave and he grows a conscience, basically. Mm. Um, and then he, he, he just keeps developing that conscience until he basically becomes Iron Man and takes responsibility for himself. Yeah. And Yeah, he realizes and, his mistakes and is trying to make amends for them and getting pushed back from you know, the other people involved in his life. Yeah. And in Man of Steel, he Clark starts out as um God, it's been so long. I've only seen I mean, it. The, once, the movie but... jumps all over the place between flashbacks. So it's like, as a kid, he's like confused, and his dad gives him some confusing advice about like, well, it's good that you want to help people, but you got to be careful, and uh, you know, don't expose your powers, you know, because people will be scared of you. So he gets like some confusing advice, and then you know, we keep intercutting to him in the present as like a lumberjack and as like a working on like an oil rig um and like he's trying to save people but he's trying to you know keep his identity secret um and then these other aliens from his home planet show up and they're like we're gonna terraform this planet and make it like our planet and kill everyone else in the process and then he's like okay i guess i gotta do something about this now also he meets yeah, like his space dad and uh, his space dad tells him, "Here's a suit, and you got all these powers from the sun and stuff." Who who was space dad? Was that Russell Crowe? I feel yeah. like it was Russell Crowe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause the movie starts off with space dad in his epic fight at, uh, as Krypton is exploding, and then then we get to Clark, and it's like him in the present, but it keeps jumping back to points in the past to show the formative experiences of his childhood yeah th that might be why I don't remember the I, I, lo I lost the thread there because I have only seen Man of Steel once because I didn't like it very much mm. um, but like Clark doesn't have a like a it, it doesn't seem like he really learns anything um mm. Like, like, yeah, he puts on the, the Superman suit and flies in to save the day at the end, but it, you know, he ends up killing Zod, and then the movie ends, so what does he learn? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, 
So, yeah, like there's a lot of action and a lot of imagery that's trying to tell you things about the character, or like, I mean, that, that was also around the time when it's like movies, you know, like they just have a character say hope, and it's like, oh, it's about hope. Yeah. I mean, they don't they don't do anything to really inspire hope. They just say hope, like it's the most meaningful thing in the world. So what does that yeah, S like, mean? Like it. It's a, no, it's not an S. It's a symbol that means hope. So, well, it looks like an S. Yeah, well, it means hope. <laughs> <laughs> you should be hope, man. Yeah. Yeah, you should um, be. I, yeah, I, like, the, the Marvel movies have such, like, strong characters. Like, mm. you really, you feel like you know, like, after, after one movie, you feel like you know what a character should do in a situation. Yeah. I have no idea. It's like, like the characters are flawed, but they know that they're flawed, and they don't try to hide the fact that they're flawed. That they really address that in the Marvel movies. They're, yeah, like, like I have no idea what Snyder's Clark Kent would do in any situation mm. outside of the obvious. Like, you know, if he sees a burning building, he's going to try to save the people inside. Yeah, th- that I get, but... Mm. While getting flashbacks to his dad telling him, maybe you should be careful and, uh, you know, do what you can, but maybe put on a mask or something. (laughs) Have you ever tried dressing like a bat? That way people will be scared of you. Yeah. I I really don't want to talk about Batman. Because that's a whole separate Mm. piece of shit. (laughs) Um. Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> Iron um, Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So we saw Iron Man, and we were comparing it to like the way <laughs> Marvel has gone in later movies, and then also the way DC has been in their movies. Yeah. Um. Iron Man's really good. It's probably the best character piece in the MCU. Hmm. Because it, Tony Stark is probably the most defined character, and Iron Man really. Uh, see, I'm, oh yeah, I'm that's that's why we words. started talking about the Uncle Ben's. It was because of um, uh, what's his name, the the guy oh, in the cave. Jensen? Yeah, yeah, Yinsen. It's like Yinsen is like such a an important character to Tony Stark and it it's kind of weird because like any of the newer movies it seems like a character of that importance would get some kind of cameo or appearance or reference or something in a future movie and like the only reappearance we've had of Yinsen or even like mention of Yinsen is that he shows up at the party at the start of Iron Man 3 because he mentioned that he had you know met Tony Stark at, at that convention he just like offhand mentions that, so right. as an Easter egg, he shows up in that scene. But it's like huh. he—he's such an important character to Tony's development, and Tony doesn't talk about him at all after Iron Man One. Yeah, he basically changed his life. Yeah, and he doesn't—he doesn't—he doesn't even say his name after after he leaves the cave. Like he doesn't. Well, at least on screen, he doesn't even tell anybody about him. Yeah, 
Yeah, and even, like, I noticed on this viewing, uh, you know, I hadn't noticed before, the village where he um, goes and fights the terrorists and stuff, and then the planes chase him after, um, that was Golmira, which Yinsen mentioned is where he's from. So... Yeah. So he goes back and saves Yinsen's village, which is, you know, being attacked by the same, you know, Ten Rings terrorist group. But there's no mention of Yinsen being involved is just like a, a detail you can pick up on yeah also i i completely forgot how much they built up the the terrorist leader as being the mandarin mm. and then before having jeff bridges kill him yeah with uh, his paralyzing high pitch noise thingy that also never came back yeah as convenient but as it would I, be to be I, able to stick a high-pitched noise next to someone's ear and just knock them out for 15 minutes. Yeah, I. but also, I guess, Iron Man doesn't really fight too many regular humans that often. Mm. Oh, would have done great in Civil War, though. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and, like, and to get it that close to someone's head, you either have to be really stealthy, or I'm, I'm sure Tony could make, like a, like, a micro-drone that makes the same pitch you just have it fly I'm sure up he to can someone. like sure can like shoot a micro speaker onto somebody's chest <laughs> or mm. something i wonder if you it know, would work on thanos like, if they could have just played a noise in thanos's ear and knocked him out i'm i'm going with the assumption that it just works on humans mm. like at a certain frequency that apparently paralyzes them and makes their blood vessels like grow eight times in size yeah but yeah i mean i i don't you still there yeah yeah, yeah I, I didn't know what to add to that I, yeah I, I i kind of i kind of started rambling and i lost my train of thought oh i'm i'm, I'm still i'm still not <laughs> Um, right in the head, right mm. now. In case, in case you can't tell. Um, but mm. yeah, um, but yeah. So Iron Man one. Also, I noticed. It, I mean, it's just it, it. It's a product of the fact that it was the first movie. But there's like a running joke of Phil Coulson referring to Shield by its full name, and then at the end he's like, "Ah, we're changed the name. It's just Shield now." But. Yeah, and that like the joke works because this was the first movie. But if you're watching it in the context of everything, it's like, well, Shield was called Shield back in the '90s in Captain Marvel, and even earlier in like Agent Carter times. So, you know, they had the name and the acronym. But I mean, since it's just one character, you can, yeah. I guess you could figure he's just like doesn't want to. You know, openly talk about Shield, so he's just going to use the long, obfuscated name. Yeah, I mean, you, you could explain it away, but I, like, I find small continuity errors like that interesting. Mm. I don't know, because like, like it doesn't really hurt anything in any way. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, especially like, looking at it in retrospect. Of like, wow, yeah, yeah, back then it's like nobody, you know, they didn't think anybody would, you know, know or care about S.H.I.E.L.D. And then 
I guess after Avengers 1 and you get to see like S.H.I.E.L.D. and the big flying helicarrier now it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for seven seasons on ABC. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, I guess something in the People newer season... not talk about that at all. Because like, Marvel TV gets like largely ignored because like the division in production teams between that and Marvel Studios. So they've never really paid attention to what um, what that show was doing. But I guess there's something in the latest season that indicates that it's a completely separate universe. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, the, the Netflix shows also fell through, so that's basically completely different as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Netflix shows and the ABC shows were all done by Marvel Television, which was separate from Marvel Studios. Um, and, like, since Kevin Feige didn't really have involvement in them, they... It's like the TV shows were trying to capitalize on, like, the popularity of the movies, but the movies didn't have to, you know, throw a bone at all to the TV shows. The, the only one yeah, they acknowledge it... is Agent Carter, because they brought the, the Jarvis actor in. Huh. For one scene, like a one brief scene in Endgame, the actor who played Jarvis shows up as um, Howard Stark's chauffeur in the seventies. Oh yeah, <laughs> that 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 gives it more like Batman vibes too. Mm. But um. They, the the final fight in Iron Man was surprisingly bad. Um, mm. Like that that's like the only part of the movie I, I really didn't like. The, I, I the know, part where just... he ices up and crashes, or the part where he just shoots him with a tank missile in the head. Um. Wait. Or was it a missile? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure you shot him. He just he just like killed him. No, he um he ends up falling in the arc reactor, oh. and blowing up. Okay. The, see, <laughs> you watched it like five days ago and forgot. Yeah, that, I I'd stop. I kind of wasn't paying as close attention by that point, so I think I'm thinking of the how it should have ended, um, video, <laughs> where they had a running gag about the tank missile. So I think he shoots him with a tank missile on that. So what what happens is um, Jeff Bridges, who I, I'm, I know he has a name. I'm calling him Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Obadiah Stane is the character. Shut up! He's Jeff Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Ironmonger. So it it because he says Ironmonger yeah. once. He never says it in reference to himself, yeah. but that's the the comic character's name. Yeah, I, I mean it. It doesn't really matter. He's like barely a character. Yeah. He's, he's 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 literally just a force for Tony to overcome. Mm. Um. So Jeff Bridges is, uh, I guess, like an another top executive in Stark Industries. Um. He's he really doesn't want to stop making weapons because that means less money. Um, but it 
it turns out all along that he hired the terrorists to kill Tony Stark. Um, yeah, even before Tony had his change of heart, and he's like, I just want the company. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the whole reason Tony got kidnapped by terrorists at the beginning is because... We, we never even covered that plot point, but... Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the whole reason he got captured by terrorists in the beginning is because um, Jeff Bridges hired them to kill Stark. Yeah. Um, well, he hired like, them to kill someone, does, and then they sent a like a video back like hey you didn't tell us it was tony stark so yeah. it's gonna cost you like yeah. triple now this guy is worth billions of dollars and you basically just hired us as hitmen yeah um so that that's why they captured him and didn't kill him and tried to force him to make a super weapon yeah they um, wanted the fancy missiles like like the american military has yeah so I mean, at at the end, like after, like ev- everything bad traces back to Jeff Bridges, yeah, which is kind of way too clean, you know. Mm. Like, oh, he hired the terrorists. He armed the terrorists. He's been, um, you know, locking Tony out from running the company like he wants. Like, it, pretty much every obstacle Tony has to overcome is because of him. And I, I don't know. It, it the, the interesting part of the movie is where Tony comes to grips with him himself being a bad person for most of his life. Mm. Um, but then it turns out that, like, yeah, you know, every everything over the course of the movie traces back to this one guy. I don't know. I, I yeah, it's don't it's like convenient. It yeah, like it it gives him it gives him a physical like representation. Um, yeah, um, and and it is kind of to fight. Yeah, because it's it's the the Marvel trope of the dark alternate self of it's like we got Iron Man fighting another Iron Man like a bigger eviler Iron Man because that's yeah. the thing they do a lot you know you get like Cap versus Bucky and Black Panther versus uh, Killmonger and um, yeah Hulk and Abomination are basically the same thing yeah yeah you just make evil version yeah. of the hero so that you can see oh this the hero is in contrast to this you know, thing they could have been. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just an easy way of saying that the characters fighting themselves. Yeah. Which, yeah, it like I get it, but it's less interesting when mm. um. It's less interesting when you just put it out there. Yeah. You know, like at, at least at least Black Panther, and their really bad CGI fight at the end. Um, you know, the other guy is a character. Like he has, mm. he has wants and problems and an agenda. Mm. You know, Jeff Bridges really doesn't. He's just, oh, I want the company. Yeah. Um, and I want to kill Tony Stark. That's it. Yeah. And that's not that great. Yeah. Yeah. He just he wants lots of money. Yeah, he wants yeah. the the miniature arc reactor that Tony Stark built in the cave with a box of scraps. 
with a box of scraps. Yep. Yes. Oh, also, Pepper Potts is a lot better than I remember. Mm. She's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, she's very sassy. She, She's a human side character in a Marvel movie who actually fucking does something, and that's awesome. Mm. Because they rarely ever actually do anything. Mm. Like, Thor... Thor has a lot of them, and I guess they technically do stuff, but it doesn't feel like they do anything. Yeah, they're kind of the... Um, I mean, Jane Foster's like the romantic interest... And then the rest of them are just the comedy sidekicks. Yeah. Just bumbling their way through, like, a side story. Uh, hey, do you remember the side characters in Doctor Strange? Like, how he had a girlfriend? It was a doctor? And she didn't do jack shit? And there was, like, another doctor uh, who was, like, a I rival don't... and also didn't do jack shit? The only one I remember is... Wong? Like the the rival guy, oh, that like the rival wizard guy, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't remember well, it, that it, well. Mads Mikkelsen was Caecilius, and then there's Wong, who was like the librarian who, um, is like very yeah. serious. And then there's the ancient Wong. Wong was great, but also he had yeah. a girlfriend who doesn't show up in anything afterward because she. Like, her whole point in the movie was just to tell Steven that he's a douchebag. And that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, he's basically just Tony Stark again, except he doesn't kill people, he's just an asshole. Yeah. He's like just Tony Stark toned down, basically. Yeah. He, yeah. Cause he's still snarky the whole way through. He has... He's like... His selfless moment is... Yeah. I'd say more so... I mean, like, Tony didn't reach that level of selflessness until Endgame. Um, like, that, that kind of self yeah. Like, willing to die to protect others um, thing that Doctor Strange does at the end of his first movie, but then after that, he's just... Well, he's just kind of doing his job. I mean, I mean at, at the end of Iron Man... Um, he does tell Pepper to overload the reactor, like while he's still on the roof, mm. which probably should kill him, mm. but didn't for some reason. Mm. Um, so that's kind of it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So I guess he but, did. He did something selfless the first time, and then after that, just kind of said, "Nah, I don't want to." You know, until Endgame. Yeah, but but I mean, e even like even that that was. The, to kill somebody who was trying to kill him, mm. so like that—that that was like a last, last ditch um, desperation move. So mm. it might not even be that selfless. Yeah. So I guess it'll be interesting in future movies to see how they develop Doctor Strange's like character arc, because like he did like a condensed version of Tony Stark in his first movie, and then his appearances since. Haven't had a lot of character development. No, he he's just like he is the master at this yeah. point. Like he he doesn't really have anything to learn. He's kind of just a powerful exposition man. Yeah. 
basically. Um, yeah, because like even even in Thor Ragnarok, like he just dunks on Loki and then get, he dunks on Loki, gives exposition, yeah. and then yeah, he's he just there the for some shenanigans in one scene. It's like to remind yeah. the audience that there are other characters around. Yeah. Also, I don't like. Shouldn't Loki be like kind of good at magic? Like, I don't. Is he? Um, is he even a magician in the MCU, or is he just like a sneaky guy? I mean, what he does with illusions and stuff, I don't know if that's considered magic, or I like I don't know what the difference between magic and the the weird magic science stuff that the Asgardians do is. Yeah, it's because they, they don't really area. define a distinction between, like even in Doctor Strange, like they say, "Oh no, it's not magic; it's just seeing the world in a different way." Yeah, oh. like I, I guess what Loki <laughs> and his it's, mom do might be magic. It's apparently, it's like a form of magic, maybe. But he doesn't know, or he doesn't have whatever magic ring you need to get out of the infinite loop falling dimension thing that he got stuck in. Yeah, I... Yeah, I guess, like, everyone is different. I don't know. Like, it, it like, no, no two people's powers are the, yeah. are the same. Like, he's trained in the style of magic that allows you to make realistic illusions, but not in dimension hopping magics. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't really have a point to that. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Mm. That, like, I think comics Loki is more of a, a more like magic based than whatever he is mm. in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, because the MCU is like like they they're in, they've introduced stuff like magic and cosmic and you know like unrealistic um, power sets, but you know they're, they're still trying to fit in the universal tone yeah. that started with Iron Man of being grounded enough that you can watch it and think, oh yeah, this is a world of science and not uh, a world of fantasy. So, um, so they have to throw in some kind of half-assed explanation that will make it seem scientific enough that it's like, yes, these things are happening for a reason and there are rules behind them and it's not just us pulling it out of our ass even though that's absolutely what's happening. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's funny to think how, like, Iron Man's based in science and Captain America is based yeah. in science. And the Hulk is based in science, and then Thor is just a fucking Norse god. Yeah, but they say, you know, they pull the the quote of, like, you know, what is magic, but just, Uh, you know, science that hasn't been explained yet. Yeah. Right. And, like, like, I I get that, but... But, yeah, that's, like, that's the point where they start bullshitting (laughs) to pretend that it's still scientific. Because, like, Doctor Strange does the same thing. 
where like, it's like no you just gotta open your mind to see these other worlds and also we have this weird technology like you need a sling ring to create a portal but, but like what is a sling ring where does it come from how is it made is yeah there's no they don't explain yeah. how this like brass knuckle ring thing that they wear allows them to um open up a hole in the universe to another part of the universe but yeah somehow it can it's not magic yeah. in, in air quotes like at least vibranium like it's a super yeah. powerful metal but it doesn't and like I guess it can conduct energy or create energy or something based on if you have a, enough of it like in Black Panther yeah like it like it, it apparently defies the laws of physics because it can take in energy yeah. and not expend it, which isn't how that but works. I guess since but, it's only I mean, got it's physical not, properties to it and not like it, magical it, interdimensional properties, it feels more grounded. Yeah, like it, it's sci-fi bullshit. Yeah, it's not magic bullshit yeah. apparently. Also, it isn't it kind of weird how um, Tony Stark created a new element in mm. Iron Man too, <laughs> but I mean they've they've just got like vibranium in the MC in in the MCU, and he could have just yeah. Like, I didn't know if the implication was supposed like, to be that that, that he created vibranium. You know, even though vibranium already existed, and Wakanda was just sitting on most of it. I mean, that would make sense how his dad knew about it, because he apparently yeah. made Captain America's shield, right? Yeah, like his dad had gotten enough vibranium to make the shield, and that's all the vibranium they had. But then I... Because it was his dad's research that allowed him to make the new element that I guess fixed whatever was going wrong with his heart thingy. You know, before he found that one doctor in Iron Man 3, you could just, like, yeah, I'll fix your heart. There you go. Your heart's all fixed. Um, yeah but yeah I mean in Iron Man 2 yeah he was going through his dad's research notes and found that his dad had like built an entire expo in a like model of the shape of the atom of I assume vibranium but it's just a new element quote unquote it, it's basically Walt Disney's Epcot except um, some sci-fi bullshit yeah, it was like if Epcot was a national treasure style puzzle to um, <laughs> find a secret code. Uh, Do they ever say like? Does he ever name the element that he made? Like, it was probably that, like I, it a never joke. Never really name. comes up again. Yeah, probably called it like Tonium or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, who who's gonna watch Iron Man two to find out? Probably me. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it within the next two weeks. Do Do you want to just like? Do you want to just like assign ourselves homework and just mm. like watch the rest of Phase One? Cause, I yeah, mean, that, that's five. Yeah, movies, yeah, we got enough time is... to watch those now, especially if we go in knowing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that kind means we of have to lot, watch Incredible Hulk doable. again. Incredible Hulk is so yeah, boring. I mean, I'll, 
I'll I'll watch it for completion's sake, but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll I'll probably watch it. Cause, Cause I mean, I can tell you what I'll probably say about it is that it's bad and the post credit scene is funny because mm. <laughs> because the guy never comes back. Um, but other than that, I yeah, like I remember I'll probably... when Incredible Hulk came out, it was good in comparison to the Ang Lee Hulk, but it's nothing really that great otherwise. Imagine having Ed Norton as like a main character in the MCU. That that just feels weird, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, having him appear in Thor Ragnarok as the dual role of Bruce Banner and Hulk. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he could be a. Um, I don't think he could be a Taika Hulk. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. To be honest. Yeah. No, he. You, but I mean, Hulk. He knew of... he wasn't a good fit for this universe and dropped out early enough to not have to do the rest of it. Yeah, because. But I mean, t- to be honest, like the Hulk doesn't really fit the universe in general. Mm. Like the 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 best. I don't. The Hulk never really gets taken seriously after Avengers, right? Um, but, I mean, like the like Age they, of Ultron. They, they did him... a thing, and like parts of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like like there's. Like in, in Age of Ultron, yeah, 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 they they do. That's true. Yeah, the, but, he's got uh, his whole arc Ragnarok. of like feeling like he can't control the Hulk, and then abandoning everyone at the end because he, you know, hulked out and smashed a city in South Africa. Yeah, and and <laughs> I I remember all the marketing for Age of Ultron was Hulk versus the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, and. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. I mean, they still make a lot of Hulkbuster toys. It's like every time there's a new Avengers line. Like, I think Lego, they're making another model of the Hulkbuster. It's like the fourth or fifth one they've done. Because it's just an easy set to make. You make a big Iron Man. Yeah. And, like, like the Hulkbuster itself came back in um, Infinity War and Endgame, but it's... It's like like again again like even in Thor Ragnarok like they they play Hulk half serious. Mm. Like, yeah, like I mean they're, like they're Thor Ragnarok was scene. jokey for everyone, but also it has like heartfelt moments and character arcs for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like the outside that one scene like, where, like Hulk where he is... goes back to the jet. Like I mm. don't. I, I don't know. It just. Yeah, I mean, I guess the maybe rest it's because of this... at, Yeah, like a, after, like especially after Infinity War and Endgame, where Infinity War he's basically just in the background. Yeah. Stuck his banner. Yeah. Well, oh, well, he gets he gets his shit kicked in by Thanos, in, in the first five minutes. Yeah. And then, a, after that, he's stuck his banner for the whole movie, and then he has, he apparently has character development off screen in between Infinity War and Endgame mm. and now and now he's just um, Professor Hulk and he still doesn't do anything in the movie yeah he's just like a fun supporting character yeah 
but th- that's kind of how he feels in the MCU as a whole. Hmm. Because, I mean, first of all, he never had his own movie after the first one didn't do well. Yeah, and also and there's, like, some rights issues. Like, I, I think Universal is... They, they get, a, like, a cut or something of if they ever do a, uh, a solo Hulk movie, so... Probably because of that and, you know, them wanting to keep, like, all the profits to themselves. And it, that might have been a decision yeah. even before Disney took over. That they were like, eh, we're not going to do any more solo Hulks. Because um, legal loophole, we can have him as a supporting character and not have to give you know, Universal the distribution rights. Yeah. But, but like, compare, compare Hulk to, like, Black Widow or even Hawkeye. Hmm. And, like, Black Widow just feels a lot more complete. You know, like yeah. it feels like she does things in movies. Um, the Hulk doesn't really feel like he does anything after Avengers. Yeah. Even, yeah, like, he he is even a Thor Ragnarok character. Yeah, like a- after, like in Age of Ultron, like he he fucks up and then he fucks off, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, and then in Thor Ragnarok, he's a He's a fun secondary character, and that's cool. Yeah. But other than that, he's, you know, like he is just so far off to the side, basically. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Infinity War, he is there to establish that Thanos isn't to be fucked with. Because he'll kick the shit out of you. Yeah, and Infinity War, he's a tool. Yeah. Like, to, to show... Yeah, because it's like, hey, this is to, the strongest guy we have, and he just got his ass beat in the first five minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah, and he got beaten so badly then, that he barely gets back up through the rest of the movie. He got his ass kicked so bad... He's like he, the Rock in it, it Furious it, Seven. He just gets beat in a fight, and he's like hospitalized for the rest of it. <laughs> I I need to watch the fast. I need to watch those movies. I've, I mean, I, I've I've, I've heard the first them. ones aren't really worth it, but and like I, I've watched. I've actually four seen the six, first ones. But, yeah. yeah, like I don't. I don't know, the, the the first ones are fun enough, but they're I don't know, they're not batshit crazy like they get later. Mm. I know that. Yeah, like I've watched four through six and I wasn't that impressed with them. Seven I thought was really fun, and then I haven't seen. I've seen Hobbs and Shaw, and that one was okay, but it it feels a bit too long. Like they just dragged it out. Yeah. Um, are there any other characters in Iron Man <laughs> that we should talk about? Uh, Phil Coulson. Yeah, he has three scenes. Yeah, and he was a fun character in that, you know, Phase One. I guess we can come back to him when we finish Phase One. Because like, he was a fun character yeah. who was so fun that they gave him a TV show, but it was Marvel TV, so they didn't really pay attention to it and just kind of, kind of. You know, faded. Yeah. Like, like, 
Phil Coulson was cool because he was he was just like a, a background or side character in a couple of the movies. Well, and because he was and like he has a he's, he has a he's like a babysitter for superheroes, and he's just fed up with their bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like like even even in Iron Man, he's like, oh hey, uh, Mister Stark, Miss Potts, um, yeah, can we uh, can we set up an appointment to debrief you, please? Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll totally do that. And then, then they just completely forget about him. Yeah. yeah, he just comes back at the end and he's like, but, oh, by the way, I'm from S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the audience is supposed to go, oh. And then Nick Fury shows yeah. up in the credits and the audience goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I do like in Iron Man 1 how they, they, they did fit him into the story, though. Mm. Like at, oh at, yeah, at yeah. When she like she steals the uh, the data from the computer, and then yeah. it's like, okay, he knows he's coming after, her. and then Coulson's there. It's like, okay, Coulson right. can defend you while you're getting away from Obadiah. Yeah, she she's like, this guy is an agent from a government agency. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not going to murder I, me if I'm walking with this guy. <laughs> right. See, like, stuff like that is cool because they, like, if he wasn't there, like, they could find a way for her to get out of that situation, Mm. but because he is there, it's a much more interesting way for her to get out of that situation. Yeah, yeah, and it, like, integrates, like, the earlier and the later plot points of Coulson being there and then being important to everything that's going on. And, and like, I, I remember from, like, Iron Man 2, where at some point they just have Nick Fury come in to tell Tony to to get his shit together. Yeah. And then he gives a bunch of exposition about, um, uh, I forget his name, but Whiplash um, and, and Ivan Howard Vanko, Stark. And, yeah, that's right. Then he, he gives a bunch of expo- exposition about the villains. And it's like, why does he need to be here to do that? Mm. Yeah, the Iron Man 2 you know, like, script they're, they're was just sitting. sloppy. Yeah, I, I, I think... I, I heard that Marvel like interfered a lot with what they wanted to do. Mm. Which doesn't... Well, yeah, because they, they probably me. figured out... like At the end of Iron Man 1... They had the stinger, like, hey, we're going to do Avengers, because we know we have these characters, and we know we're going to make movies about them. But there's, like, no reference to yeah. the Cosmic Cube, because they hadn't figured out what Avengers was going to be about. So, so like, Iron Man and Incredible Hulk were just, let's make movies about these characters and tell people they're connected, and that it's going to build to something in four years. And then, by the time Iron Man 2 came out, they were starting to figure out, like, Okay, yeah, we've got Nick Fury's got to show up. There's got to be, you know, this you know Coulson guy. He's gonna leave this movie and go find Thor off in the desert because we've got that one in production. Um, we'll throw in some references to Captain America. We know Captain America's gonna have the Cosmic Cube because that's an important thing from his character. And and then like the pieces started coming together, but it did kind of mess with Iron Man two and whatever they were trying to do with. Like continuing the the idea of like okay so Tony has outed himself to the world, and how does the world respond to that? Right, like he, 
Like he's he's still like a billionaire celebrity. Yeah, who's now told and the he... world I own a power suit that is like a one man army. Yeah, like I I basically own a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's technically, I guess, but but still like yeah. it 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 felt it felt like that's the story they wanted to tell and and then marvel was like well we already did an iron man movie why don't we just throw the bulk of the avengers set up into iron man 2 yeah and that's where the problem started yeah well maybe not started like i don't think iron man 2 would have been great even even without the interference but what do i know yeah, and I wonder if I like Iron Man one was like famously didn't have like scripted lines. Like they had scenes, and they would put the yeah. characters in the scenes and let them just you know play it. And I don't know if Iron Man two was the same way. If maybe that caused problems, or if maybe they had to script stuff because they're like, okay, we need to get this plot point and this plot point and this plot point so that those will be there for our build-up to Avengers. Well, it, I don't know. S- Sam Rockwell apparently, like, ad-libbed most of his lines, so... Yeah, that, that seems about right. But, I mean... I don't know. Like, w- when, when you've got a story you want to tell, um, and... I, I guess you can do that, but when you've got exposition to put in the movie, I guess that makes it a lot harder. Mm. Yeah, so it, that, it, that's probably why they had to bring Nick Fury in to be like, okay, I'm going to explain all this stuff that um, we didn't explain in any of the other scenes. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Like, Nick Fury, like, he, he... It's like I said, he doesn't even just come in to, to slap to slap Tony in the face and tell him to get his shit together. He tells him exposition about stuff in the movie that he that Tony doesn't already know mm. like for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, like Yeah, and it's stuff that know. doesn't even really influence later things. I mean, it's like, yeah, establishing the the reason Ivan has an issue with, you know, like his father's history with Howard Stark. Like yeah, like how yeah, Howard Stark is important to the overall MCU, but not the specifics of you know whatever tech he developed with, or even what was it like the arc re- like the early arc reactor or something was the I... thing they developed together that Ivan's like hey this is partly mine because my father helped make it. It might have been. That might be where the the um, electric whips come in. Yeah, yeah. Because I assume like I, his. I, I don't. I don't. His, whatever almost suit thing that he's wearing is supposed to be like arc reactor technology. Yeah, I, I a lot of the specifics fall through the cracks on movies like Iron Man too. Mm. Like I, I remember all the basics, but stuff like that. Um, just slips my mind. Yeah, I mean, I do remember. I, I mean, if it doesn't, mm. if it doesn't feel like it's important at the time, it, it like I'm not gonna remember it like ten years later. 
Yeah, like I remember liking the movie. I mean, it's like the plot is sloppy, but yeah. it's fun in its presentation, from what I remember. It, it's, it's, it's kind of like I feel about most Marvel movies. Is like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a fun time. You know, like that. That's that's why I didn't watch Ant Man <laughs> because mm. that seemed exactly like what it was, and like there's enough of those. Yeah, I mean, Ant Man has some. I don't know. Like, like Ant Man is probably my least favorite. Well, aside from Incredible Hulk, Ant Man's probably my least favorite of the Marvel movies. And that one, a lot of it's just because it was like they had the script and the, like Ed, Edgar Wright. You know, I'd been working on it for so long, and they had a lot of that in there, but then, you know, he left, and they had Peyton Reed come on as the director, and so it, it's it's kind of disjointed at times, the way the movie plays out, I guess. Yeah. Like, multiple voices trying yeah. to, you know, in this one movie. See, now that would never happen to DC. Mm. Yeah, it would never happen to Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe James Gunn can fix Suicide Squad. Mm. Or that new video game they just announced about uh, shooting Superman in the head. Uh, what, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League or yeah. whatever? The... That sounds interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work, but it sounds like an interesting premise. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting to see what characters are in it before I develop any interest yeah. in. Yeah. Also, waiting to see if it gets any closer to actually coming out because, you know, there's been so many rumors about Rocksteady games since Arkham Knight came out. It just feels like it's never gonna happen. So, when it does yeah, happen, I mean, I mean didn't. That WB ba- basically gave them like a choice of DC games to make, didn't they? Something like I mean, it's been rumored that they were making a Superman game, and that they were making a Justice League game, and that they were making another Batman game, and now apparently they're making a Suicide Squad game. I don't. How would a Superman game even work? Because it's never worked before. Hmm. Um. Hmm. I mean, either like, if they want it to be like a challenging game with consequences and stuff, you'd probably have to set it off of Earth and have it just be like Superman in space. Um, because then he could yeah, fight like things that aren't sup- he's not invincible against. Yeah, like because I mean, if you put it on Earth, it would ju- it would basically just be a series of fights against Darkseid, and that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I took care of the toy, man. If you want to have it on Earth and have him be invincible, but still have it be challenging, it would be annoying as hell, because it would be, like, all the side missions in Spider-Man 2, the game, um, where it's just random crimes are going on, and you're trying to, you know, save as many people as possible and stop as many crimes as possible. So it's like, as Superman, yeah. your attention is being torn in all these different directions because it's like, like in, in Superman the motion picture, it's like, okay, Lex Luthor has launched two missiles, he's going to blow up 
the California fault line and also some random town somewhere and it's uh, okay so you gotta go try to save both how are you gonna do it because uh, they're in two separate directions and you've only got so much time yeah in like the the only good compromise would be to have him fight like robots or hmm. like unintelligent aliens or something like that I mean but hmm. then like what's the point yeah I, I guess if like metallo if like Lex Luthor mass produces metallos and they've all got their own kryptonite hearts then uh, then that would make it so they could inflict damage on him yeah, cause, cause like even even in Injustice, they had to they had to introduce the um, the weird like superpower mm. pills that apparently turns everyone into Superman, mm. uh, except with their own powers. Yeah, like it's yeah, because otherwise like Harley Quinn would just get splattered. Yeah. Like, if Harley Quinn is fighting an evil version of Superman that is a, a world dictator, yeah. then, I mean, it would it would last about a tenth of a second, yeah. and then her neck would be broken. <laughs> yeah. If he's feeling nice that day, he would just break her neck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's feeling, like, really, um, you know, pragmatic, he would just, you know, like, heat vision her from across the room, yeah. and then go back to watering his plants or something yeah I mean if he's feeling merciful he'd just do like that one Justice League episode where he like lobotomized people with his laser eyes yeah oh yeah who who did he do that to was it Doomsday I think Joker was one of them they, like they, they go to like an asylum yeah, and there's just a... like a bunch of the supervillains just have these two dots on their forehead from where that universe's Superman just lobotomized him. Yeah, I, I think he did it to like all the all the Arkham Asylum inmates. Yeah. Um, but I I think in the in the backstory of that world, the first one he did it to was to Doomsday, mm. because he couldn't be stopped. I think. Mm. If I'm remembering right, I love the Justice League cartoon, mm. but I, that, that's another. It just has so many episodes that some sometimes the details. Um, yeah, and we're already rewatching. I aren't all well, there. We're rewatching the whole Phase One in Marvel. We don't have time to rewatch Justice League too. Yeah, maybe, maybe, um, in about a year. Yeah. <laughs> After after we watch Spider Man the animated series or, or mm. whatever, <sighs> so we talked about five minutes of Iron Man and about um, forty five minutes of the MCU, yep, and about fifteen minutes of the DC, um, whatever it is. Yeah, the DC something or other. They keep changing it. Um. Yeah. Also, I have our old buddy Mad Libs here. I remembered to bring them. Oh boy, I'm really not in the mood for a headache. <laughs> so, I I shouldn't um, read this one in the Mario voice after uh, we fill it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Does it have anything to do with Italian? I mean, it's um, it's called Pod Racing Podcast. It's a, a pod race <laughs> announcer. Oh, yeah. So good to be uh, an Italian. Pod race. <laughs> Wahoo. Yippee. <laughs> Mamma mia. You, you, you sound like um, Aaron in that guest spot they did on another like YouTube uh, channel. Mm. Where he, he was Mario and Dan was Luigi. And they, they played a game where like they they each picked they each picked a box and one of them had like coins in it and the other had like some kind of nasty oh, thing yeah, that would yeah, fall yeah. on them if they picked wrong and they they picked wrong like three or four times in a row mm. <laughs> uh, anyway um, <laughs> I guess we should do the thing okay um adjective Um, spicy. Noun. Um. Two by four. Or like board, I guess. Um, I guess either one. Would work. Whichever one fits. Yeah, better. either one would work. Um, silly word. Say that again. A silly word. So like a made-up funny word. Um, it's not made up, but snickerdoodle. Mm -hmm. A noun. Bazooka. Verb. Crocheted. Or, I guess, whatever the tense, the right tense would be. Is that a verb? Yeah, crochet. Like, to crochet. Okay. Um, Number. Ah, uh, sixty-nine. Noun. What's what's a what's a DC thing? Um. Um. Mother box. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Plural noun. I. You might have. Oh, uh, plural noun. Okay. Um. Vibrators. Um. A second plural noun. <laughs> um. Even more vibrators. <laughs> okay. Uh, verb. You get a verb, and then a noun, and then a verb. Um. Let's see. Slow. Wheelchair. And. Crashed. <laughs> uh, adjective. Um. Fantastic. And two nouns. Um. Glove and butt. Okay. So let's see how this came out. Alright, welcome to today's Spicy Porteress, and have we got two by four for you. Today, here at Moss Snickerdoodle Raceway, we actually have a bazooka who will be competing. Can you believe that? 
Wow. His name is Anakin Skycrusher, and he is apparently only 69 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and they're off. The racers are speeding around the motherbox. Some of the racers seem to be having trouble with the vibrators. In fact, several of them have already crashed into even more vibrators. <laughs> Oh, we have some Tuscanators who have decided to slow at the to slow at the racers. At this point, it seems to be a two wheelchair race. The first racer is trying to cut off Skycrasher, but now their fantastic rods have become tangled. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> fantastic rods. Wait, say that again. Wait, go okay, back. That, that sentence. The first race. Uh, uh, wait. Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. Okay. Continue. The first race uh, is trying to cut off Skycrasher, but now their fantastic rods have become tangled. It looks like the human is pulling away, and smoke is pouring out of the other driver's glove. Unbelievable! Who would have thought that a human butt could win? <laughs> <laughs> they crashed into vibrators. Yeah, their fantastic rods got tangled. Other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever thought the human butt could do mm. that? Yep, the sixty-nine-year-old butt oh who is either Anakin Skycrusher or Anakin <laughs> Skycrasher. I, I love that because they they sound like somebody could just be misinterpreting it at any yeah, point. Yeah, no, the, the the podcaster doesn't know what his name is, so they're just making it up. <laughs> so Anakin Skycruncher. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that kid's going places. I do have a, I do have a bit of a headache. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we still got time if there's anything else, I guess. Um Oh yeah. The the beta for the um the Avengers game apparently came mm. out, but I haven't played it because I'm not gonna pre order that thing. Yeah, I mean I wasn't that interested in it before, and then they said Spider-Man's only going to be on PlayStation, and now I'm less interested. Because I'm not going to have a PlayStation. Yeah. So. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of interested, but the beta seems really mixed. Like, some people really like it, and some people don't. Which makes me believe that I probably wouldn't like I mean, from it. From what I've seen of it, it seems like... Like, older superhero games where they're really linear, and it's just like you go through a level and, you know, like, beat them up, you know, fight your way through a level. Which, I mean, like, like the level might be kind of open, yeah. but it's, like, open within the confines of this section. You, you go through, you beat up all the guys yeah. to get, you know, open up the next section and go there and you beat up all the things. And... Yeah. Kind of like the Force Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah, that style of like game. That, that like mid two thousand style of adventure game. 
Yeah, which could be fun. I don't know if it seems like full price, like full sixty dollars kind of thing. But it, it it's a it's apparently really grindy, which hmm. I would not like at all. So okay, so they make you like get experience points so you can unlock power ups to make your character, you know, stronger and get like combo moves and stuff. I assume. I I I guess I haven't looked into it a lot. Because that's also, like, Force Unleashed. Like, you unlock power-ups to, like, okay, now you can do a three-swing combo. Yeah. But, I, I mean, Force Unleashed, like, you play earlier levels, but you never have to. Hmm. Like, to, to find all the fucking runs oh. or whatever. Oh, they make... The, you have to go back to previous levels to get... Hidden that's what that's what it seemed. That's what it seemed like, but it's also just the the beta. So mm. they they might balance it. Mm. They might balance it better when there's more content in the game, to where you don't have to do that. But mm. that it seems like the system is in place for it to be really grindy, like a you know, like like Destiny and stuff like that, where mm. the the whole point is. You know, like having fun killing enemies and like getting better loot so you can kill more enemies to get better loot. Mm. Is, is it a single player only game? Or like a co op game, maybe? It, it seems like there's a single player story and then there, there might be extra, um, like multiplayer content. I'm not, I'm not 100% though. I, I know that there's a single player campaign. I yeah. don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how they really. would monetize the grindiness. If it would be like, like Assassin's Creed, and they have the time savers of like, if you don't want to spend hours collecting all this money, you can just buy this money. Uh, that, that's the worst. Yeah. Like fucking Shadow of War. Yeah. Stuff like that. But without but, yeah, know, I, like an I open probably. World. I I I'm I'm not gonna buy it before I I like watch a let's play or something to see if it's worth the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean I I would probably get it when it goes down in price because it would probably be fun. Like if I get it for like thirty bucks, I, I would, yeah. would probably feel like I got my money's worth for that. I assume. Or j- just wait like wait like a year and a half and it'll be free to play. Yeah. If 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 there is any kind of like multiplayer aspect to it, just wait a year and a half, and it will be free to play. Mm. And you'll you'll get all the you'll get all the content that was in the base game. Yeah. For free. But th- then there will be like forty extra heroes that they've released that you got to pay like three dollars for each. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't actually know that much about the game other than a few things I've heard or read. But it... I don't know. I'm very cynical about video games because yeah. the, the monetization just keeps getting worse. It never really gets better. Yeah. Like, Je- Jedi Fallen Order... Um, 
get, get is excused from that, but other other than that, like it's really like AAA games are not to be trusted. Yeah. Yeah, and this like for games that have been announced, there aren't a lot that I really you know, definitely know I'm gonna get or want. I want to play Ratchet and Clank Fairy Edition. Hmm. I think Lego Star Wars is the only one on my list right now. Like, I guess if like there was something a couple days ago, um, Nintendo posted like a high def picture of Mario in his sunshine shorts, which people are taking as a hint that the um, like HD remasters of the like Mario 3D collection. Like maybe that's that would finally nice. gonna, finally going to actually be revealed. Now that you know, like the the rumored you know Pikmin three port has finally been confirmed. Um, maybe the like Mario sixty four Sunshine Galaxy Galaxy two collection will be revealed. The Super Mario three D collection. Yeah. Would probably be the the simplest title, but they'll probably come up with something kind of stupid and really weird for it. Yeah, so. if they called it the 3D <clears throat> collection, people would probably expect it to be like 3D Land and 3D World. Yeah, Because those true. ones had 3D as the title. And I assume if they do... Like, I, I can't really see them do a 3D Land, but 3D World, I'm expecting, will get its own like full-price separate port. Because that's what they do for the Wii U games. And it's, it's surprising that they haven't done that one yet. I don't know. I don't remember it having any functions that really needed the Wii U gamepad. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> mm. Who am I kidding? Yeah, the Wii what? Is that like an add-on <laughs> for Wii? Yeah, it probably should have been. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a stopgap until the Switch came. Mm. Yeah, they were trying to play catch up with uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 because the uh, the casual market for Wii dried up. I mean, don't don't feel too bad about the Wii U, Jade. I made a joke about nobody playing the PS Vita on the Discord, and mm. like two two whole people came back and said they played a. PS Vita before mm. so I mean it happens yeah yeah and they're probably the same no ones pie. who were talking about how great the Wii U was up until the Switch came <laughs> out and then they finally joined me on the bandwagon of no the Wii U had a lot of missteps in its marketing in its game release schedule in just everything that they did with that system yeah I can't wait for the Wii U too. Mm. Yeah, with the uh, the Virtual be... Boy too. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> I would respect the hell out of Nintendo if they came out with the Wii U too. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, it, with their naming conventions, it would have to be the new Wii U. <laughs> No, they make the they make the Wii U too, and then their their second upgraded version of it would be the new Wii U too. Mm. 
or if they made a Wii U 64, and it's like a Nintendo 64 controller, but with a screen in it. Uh, yeah, three-pronged uh, Wii U controller. They, they make a GameCube attachment for it, so it's the, the new Wii U 2 Cube. Mm. The super new Wii U 2 Cube? Which edition? Super new, the the super new, the super new Wii U two cube, um, sixty four, I guess. Um, I don't think there's too many more titles we can put in front of that. Oh, yeah, throw a switch at the end. Entertainment system. It's got to also be an entertainment (laughs) system. The 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 super the super. (laughs) I can't even keep track. The the super new Wii U two cube, um, sixty four, sixty four, switch entertainment, entertainment system. system, classic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unless you start throwing in the uh, prototype names like Dolphin or Revolution or Tropical Freeze. Mm. Uh, 3D. You got to include the 3D. <laughs> 3D is always important. It'll it'll never go out of fashion. Revolution. Yeah. Someone, someone type all that out because I don't remember half of it anymore. Oh, and it also needs a DS in there. So the, the <laughs> DS sold a lot, so there's got to be a DS. Hey, Jay, do you know what the title is, right? Um. Oh, oh, I gotta put that all of that <laughs> as the title. You have, you have to listen back to that like five times and try to decipher what we just created. Mm. And then. Uh, Google the craziest made-up Nintendo system or hand. Like, I'm sure somebody's got, like, a Photoshop version of, like, an N64 controller with a million buttons on it. I mean, if <clears throat> if you wanted to go hardcore with it, you, you would just find, like, the, the, the snippets of every console we just named and put, put the font there mm. um, for the title, the title card. Mm. So it'd be like the Super from Super Nintendo and the like the the Cube from the GameCube font or mm. But that that seems like a lot of work and I definitely wouldn't do it. Yeah, no. I have a font called Pretendo that's the Nintendo font and I'll just use that. Cool. I believe in you. Mm. Um Okay, I've got a headache, so Mm. Yeah, I need um, food. So, I guess is, is that's there it anything for this else? week. Nope. Wait, that, there was there was one other thing. Oh yeah, Fall Guys is really fun. Mm. That's yeah, it. that's and, it. And it's so fun that people are hacking it and cheating at it. Oh, yeah, that's that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're running through a silly obstacle course, you have to be the best at running through that silly obstacle course. Yeah. Also, 
Um, I hope it doesn't get marketed to shit like Fortnite, but it probably will if it gets too popular. Mm. Yeah, if it sticks around. Like I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait for um, Star Wars Episode Thirteen to spoil a scene in Fall Guys. Yeah, or like it just happens entirely in Fall Guys. You don't go to the theater for it. You go to Fall Guys, and as you're running through the obstacle course, you see the movie playing in the background. And I'll you you have to make it the farthest to see people. the whole movie. Because if you, if you fall, <laughs> you don't get to see the movie. Nice. <clears throat> like, they, they have, like, a Darth Vader the third skin. Mm. Oh, yeah, everybody's got to have, you know, Star Wars skins. So it's just Ewoks yeah. and Vaders and Baby Yodas and R2-D2s and BB-8s. So like Rex Donstar or whatever the main character's name is mm. is going to have his his debut scene is going to be put in Fall Guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Fall Guys character who uh, entered Star Wars. <laughs> They'll put Galactus They'll put Galactus in the game. Oh, for uh, Avengers 5? Yeah. I don't even know if there'll be an Avengers 5. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. We, we... The release schedule's kind of weird right now. Yeah, I, I, I think we talked about Marvel enough. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Let's just cue, cue, cue the music. Yep. Smash no, cut the to music. credits. Yep. Oh, Smash Mouth? Yeah. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars make the mold. It's a cool place, and they say it gets colder. You bundled up now. Wait till 